0: Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. Do you find yourself frustrated with the same people and the same things over and over? Do you ask yourself, why can't I get past this? If that sounds like you, Redemption Unveiled podcast is here to help you get unstuck. We can help you use the choices you have to find the freedom that you crave so that you never have to feel stuck in your own life again. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm glad you're here. Let's get going. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so thankful you are here, and I'm glad to get going today. So as we discussed on Monday, we're really going to hit hard the feeling stuck in our life. And as you know, I do not want to feel stuck in my life, and I don't want you to feel stuck in your life. And that's why we're here. And I want us to dive in and really find freedom to live the life we're supposed to live. Today, I want to talk about self-doubt and identity crises and feeling as if we don't love who we are or we don't know who we are, whichever one of those it is. And I'm going to talk about a time in my life that I kind of spiraled a bit of just truly feeling I lost sight of who I was, trying to feel like I needed to be different, trying to be someone I wasn't. Before we dive in, I want to thank you if you have left a review. I don't know if you guys know, but on podcasts, reviews are one of the best ways to grow a podcast. And I noticed I had a new one this week, and you know who you are, and I'm very thankful for you for leaving it. So if you have a second, would you mind leaving a review, that would be awesome. So let's go ahead and dive on in. I wanna go all the way back (laughs) to the beginning. No, not really the beginning, but the beginning of, I would call it my adult life, the beginning of my adult life. Many of you guys know that Carter and I started dating really young. We were 14 years old and we started dating at 14. We got engaged at 18 and we got married at 19. Um, we actually got engaged before we were done with high school, which now looking back, I think is really funny, but yeah, I was engaged before I graduated high school. So then also Carter went to college and I went to cosmetology school and this was always the plan. Like this was Haley's plan before I even met Carter. I wanted to get married young. I wanted to go to cosmetology school. I wanted to work. I wanted to have kids. That was my goal. That was my hopes and dreams. And, and honestly, I'm really happy with the way it all turned out. So it all worked out for me. I was 19 when I got married. And as you can imagine, that's pretty young to be married. And not just was I married, but I had went from being in high school and I didn't go to college. So I went straight from being in high school. I did go to the cosmetology school. Can't say that word at this moment. And then I just found myself married, career, go. Like work full time and just be this person that it's like, oh, this is new. So, of course, in high school, it is what it is. It's a unique culture, but you're used to it in the way that you've spent years with the same people. You have your friends. You have your activities. You kind of have this structured thing that I can think we all agree there's there's a lot of downsides <laughs> to that experience. But for me, I did have um, activities I like to do. I had friends that I like to do. I always went to the same high school, so I knew the teachers. Like, it just was very structured in my experience. Like, I knew what to expect. So then fast forward a year after high school when I was married and working full time, I found myself in this completely new environment and not just environment, but a new role that I was playing, not playing, living as a wife. I, you know, no longer live with my parents. I wasn't a student anymore. All of a sudden you're, you people are talking to you like you're an adult. You're like, oh yeah, okay, I'm an adult now. Well, something happened in this zone. I don't exactly know when it happened, but I just started becoming like I didn't feel free to be myself anymore, almost like I needed to grow up or something. And a few, I think a year or two, I'm not exactly sure, after we got married, we were involved in a small group through our church. And this was a really great group of people. And I found myself like, I loved this this group that we were in. I don't know, maybe there was 10 couples-ish, and we would go. After I left, I found myself thinking through of how the night went. And I don't know if any of you guys ever do this, where you start replaying the experience you just had, and you start having these little, like, pockets of embarrassment come on you of how you were, or what you said, or... Um, just the person that you were in that experience and that started happening happening to me in this group and I knew several of these people really well, but we were getting together with spouses and I found myself just feeling like I was louder than everyone <laughs> oh well louder than especially the the wives and so, We would all get together and I felt like I was loud and many of their husbands were loud, but I was being the loud like girl. And then I just would leave there and I would have these voices just tell me like, oh my gosh, you just, you're too much. You know, you're just too much. Haley, you are too much. You need to be quiet. You need to quiet your voice, which anyone who knows me still don't have that one figured out. If you've ever been with me, uh, I talk very loud. And I so I just had this season of my life where I would go, we'd go there, I don't know, every week, every few weeks, I can't remember, maybe once a month, who knows? And we would go, loved the group, loved the people, and then walked out the door and started just feeling heavy. Like who you are and what you just did and how you just acted was so embarrassing. And you should be different. And I started kind of a lot of this was just internal. And so I started kind of a plan in my head that moving forward, I would I would work on presenting myself differently, right? You know, I would go into the group and I would just be more a little bit quiet, uh, you know, like a quiet, serious um, Haley not serious but i want to be with sweet you know oh look at all these sweet women that i'm in here with this is so sweet you guys are so sweet and i am not saying i'm not a sweet person but an essence of sweetness i just don't think i have it like i'm you know i have a lot of other things going for me and i am a kind person i know i'm a kind person but the sweetness as i just decided i'm gonna be what they are these women are so sweet and this is must be what a wife Like These are godly women wives, and I think that's what I need to be, right? And so I started this little project on Haley that now that you're married, Haley, you need to be this. And I started working on this experience of who Haley's going to be when she goes out into the world. And I became very aware of what I said, how I said it, and how much I shared about myself, how much, how how loud I was, I began to really kind of take turns. So I would ask someone a question and then I would kind of judge how long they talked and then I would only respond in the, um, in the similar fashion. <laughs> Isn't that so silly? And, I, and yet I know some of you are hearing what I'm saying and knowing that you have done something similar where you got really obsessed with, trying to perform conversation in a certain way or in a certain manner that was challenging to you. And this went on for a few months. I don't exactly know how long, but I started doing this, not just in this group, but I started doing it at work. And I would do it with my clients where I would just be super aware of what was said, how it was said, just this super obsessive kind of downward spiral. I mean, can't? I'm sure some of you guys were thinking like, Goodness, that sounds exhausting. And honestly, it was. Like, it started to get really exhausting. Well, then this started building, and I started telling Carter a little bit about what I was going through about this, this small group. And I started telling him when we were leaving, hey, I feel like I'm just struggling. I'm not doing good in this group of people. I don't feel, I didn't feel like I belonged, and it was completely me. You know what I mean? Like, nothing that they had done was making me or treating me in a way that wasn't kind, respectful, loving, joyful. This was all in my head. And I was on this whole journey and it was all in my head. And I knew that nobody knew the way I felt, but I also knew that I could just kind of strong will these things. And I would be this person and I would be this person that I see them being, and I would become a very quiet, sweet, beautiful woman. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you women are just so beautiful in this group. Look at you. You're just so, like, they would laugh and just kind of giggle. And, I mean, they were very engaged. But I'm looking at you like, how do you guys, you're just over there just being so cool, you know? <laughs> like, I'm over here coming in hot, like, telling them, Random story I had today, and the awkward thing I did, and oh my gosh, did you see that? And laughing, and then whoops, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry, you know, just all over the place. And you're thinking, okay, I just left, and I feel like I maybe come on came on a little strong, <laughs> a little strong in that group, and I think I need to simmer it down, right? And so this went on for a little while, and like I said, I started talking to Carter about it. And this escalated and I actually started feeling super kind of depressed where I was, the thing about it that I discovered was that I was trying to be this new thing. I was trying to be something and this thing that I was trying to be was not me. It wasn't natural for me. So I was trying to simmer down or lower parts of myself And I was trying to kind of make up certain parts of myself. And I was looking at other people and I was trying to be what I thought they were. Because that seemed really um, attractive to me. It felt really sweet that these people, these women, were this experience that I didn't feel like I was doing that in my life. Like I maybe I had other strengths, but I didn't feel like I was doing this. And maybe now that I was a wife or in this group or uh, growing up, I maybe I needed to be more. I I don't want to say serious because it's not that they were serious. Just, I don't know, more mature. Maybe Maybe I have gotten more mature, but maybe I haven't. Um, So... I but this went on and at the end of this journey I will never forget we left one of the groups and we went home and I went to my bedroom and I felt so heavy like so heavy and I could just tell I was just going to start crying and Carter came in and he he's a little bit like babe what is going on with you, <laughs> you know, Like, and I couldn't tell him anything necessarily that had happened I was just in this place and I just started crying and I said babe I cannot be them like I can't I have been given it my good my best effort and I'm failing And not am I failing, I am losing myself. And I don't want to lose myself. I don't like this feeling, feeling like I'm trying to be really good at being them. I'm not being them, but I'm not being me. What I recognize in this season is that when I was trying to be them, I became nobody because I wasn't them. And I became nobody at all. And I felt I could feel myself Dying inside. I could feel myself losing out on who I was and the freedom, the freedom to just walk into a group and say, Hey, Haley's here. She most likely is going to speak a little loud. She may even have opinions that she may, she will have opinions on things. She will express those opinions most likely. And that is just how she is going to be. I don't know. I think there should be a period there. <laughs> and yet the reality of the fact that I felt like I wasn't enough. And I was sitting and crying with Carter. And I just, I was just hugging him. I said, babe, I can't be them. I cannot be them. And I think this is a, a good place to note that Carter had to have been kind of like... <laughs> Well, I never asked you. This was only something I had done. Carter never said, hey, babe, could you be more like them? Um, I mean, Carter knew who I was when he married me, and that's why he married me, because he loves me. He loves going to parties with me and being living with me and me being me, and yet I was willing to just throw all that away, and so I could be like them. I think it's so easy for this to happen. I think particularly in new groups or new positions, um, it's so easy to start thinking, oh, well, now I need to be this person, you know, motherhood. It's so easy to think, oh, well, now I need to be this this mom lady, <laughs> you know, uh, new careers or new positions at work where you think, oh, now I need to be this because now I have this title. And that is that is a trap. Guys, that is a trap, and that is us trying to prove ourselves and prove our worth. We can't prove our worth because our worth, it is what it is. You have worth. I have worth. You have value. I have value. It doesn't need to be prove, proven. It simply needs to be acknowledged by you and by me that who you are is enough. Who you are is enough. You didn't magically turn into this new person the day you got married. You just didn't. Sorry. You didn't magically turn into a new person the day you had kids. Or the day you took on a new career. Or the day that you had your dreams come true in a passion of yours. Or the day, whatever day it is, you didn't become anyone new. You are you. And maybe there's times when you wish you were a little something more. Maybe you're the person that's quiet at a party. And you always wish you could have a little bit more, more, (laughs) just more. (laughs) Maybe you wish you could be louder, but you are you. And while I do think self-improvement is great, at the end of the day, the the only thing we can judge is our heart. And so if you know who you are, or you know, if you know what you are called to bring to this world then you can go into groups and you don't have to question who you are or try to be someone else. And just as I discovered, you trying to be someone else, you will turn into nobody. And I mean that. You will become this little copy of the people that are around you and you will feel empty. And we shouldn't feel empty. We shouldn't feel stuck in our own situation where we feel lifeless when we leave a group. We shouldn't feel defeated when we leave a group. When we leave a group, we should feel at peace. We should we should have grace for ourselves. The truth is, is you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. There are times when I've had to leave a group where I've had to apologize for something I did or said because maybe it was not the right thing to say. But you know what? There's grace for that. There's grace for me to not be a robot. There's grace for you to not be perfect. There's grace for you to not be a robot and to have emotions and simple things that you say that maybe you weren't thinking <laughs> it through before you said it. You understand? And so I really want to talk through this journey with self-doubt. And if you feel like you have doubt of who you are, then we need to work through that. And the first thing to to really clarify is why are you here? What is it that brought you to this place? For me, I recognize that I took a belief on. I went to a group and I decided that I should be more like them. And that was exactly why I got to where I was going or where I ended up because I took on a belief and oftentimes it is a simple belief that we take on of why are you here? Why did you get here? If, if you are struggling with self-confidence or if you're struggling with feeling confident and in who you are, then there is a reason. There is something that happened that maybe happened to you or maybe it's simply something that you believe. But the only way for us to truly struggle with our confidence, there are things that can happen to us. Of course, things can happen with our friends and our family and our life where things get said to us about us and they can make us struggle for sure. But the only way they make us, the only way they keep us in a struggle is when we embrace something and we believe it. (laughs) You know, anyone can say anything to me. It doesn't have power over my life long term unless I take it in and I keep moving forward with it. And so that's where we have to get with you of, okay, if you find, if you are feeling like you're struggling to accept yourself or or a part of who you are, why? What is it that you're believing right now that is making you think you should be different? It's simple, it's actually very simple. What is it that you have believed that makes you think you should be different? The second thing that we have to do is acknowledge our options moving forward. We have to acknowledge that we have options. And so if you continue to say like I can't do anything about it. If, if like if I would have just stayed there and said, "Well, I just want to be these people. I want to be more like these people." And I just kept going, kept going, kept going, then I'm never going to I'm never going to come back around to find, finding healing and self-confidence because I'm stuck. However, if you Take a step back. You acknowledge why you got here, but then you have to look at your options. Like I had options. I could keep moving forward with what I was doing or I could let go of this thing I was trying to do and I could say, nope, I'm done with that. I am done with, with doing this behavior and I'm going to stop. And even though I might take some time to really find my groove, I am not going to stay on this path anymore. I am going to choose to believe that I'm enough. Who I am and my personality. When I know I'm just being what is the most natural for me to be. I have to rest in that. And I don't mean to say that I can't heal and change and grow and mature. Those are all beautiful things. But I'm going to give myself grace to be who I am today. So that's exactly what you have to do. What options do you have? What options do you have right now? Maybe you feel stuck in something. And after you acknowledge Why? How did you get here or why did you get here? You have to look at your options. The third thing we have to clarify is why change? You know, what is the promise that we are actually trying to achieve? So for me, I believe that God created me and that he tells me I'm enough. And so when I got far enough down the path that I was on, I recognized this path that I'm on is not taking me anywhere beautiful. It's not. It's not taking me to this promise that God says that I am enough. And I, just who I am, even with my faults, I'm enough. And that was kind of the promise that I started to hold on to. So for you, what is it the promise that you, maybe you say you believe, but you know you actually haven't lived it out? You know, for all of us that do Um, believe in God, and that that is our journey, then you should know that you're enough. And if you don't know that you're enough, you have to learn how to believe you're enough as you journey it out and move forward. The second thing I had to do was I had to take control. And for control for me in this situation, I recognized I had to learn to let go. And letting go is really a struggle for me. I think it's a struggle for many of us in different ways. And I had to learn to let go of what I thought I could be in the beginning because after trying it recognizing I can't be that like I can't be them so I had to journey through okay I have to let this go this is not happening for me <laughs> this is not happening and so we have to learn to let go of of the beliefs and let go of the things we can't control. Another thing I had to learn to let go of was people's opinions. Heck, maybe there were people there that was thinking, gosh, I wish Haley would even come. You know, I don't get to control that. Do you understand? I don't get to get to control what they think. It that's That's not in my control. And so I had to learn to let go of it. I had to say, okay, that I think actually what I was trying to do was make myself like what i saw around me in order to be accepted and that felt like it could be in my control but it didn't give me life and that's when i decided not to do it anymore but we can all do that even in different scenarios at work or you know maybe when if you have kids and you're around other moms where you find yourself trying to be like they are because they look like they're probably doing it right and you're not doing it right probably and therefore I just will make myself look more like them. Does that make sense? So we have to to move forward with that and be willing to let go. Like you're not them, you are you. The second part of the control that I had to take was owning my responsibility and the power that I did have to actually make these choices. I think it's so, so wrong when we act like we are not in control over ourselves and so for me in this situation I recognize okay I can't control a lot of things in this situation but I can control what I believe I can control what I do I can control how honest I am about it with Carter I can control all of these things I can control if I just choose to not change myself that's all in my control and that's a lot you know I can control a lot particularly when we're talking about our own self-acceptance and our own journey to confidence you have everything you need to find it you just have to be willing to do it and the third thing I had to do on the control side was I had to control what I focused on and that was these things that I had figured out this plan that I had put in place I had to choose Haley You're going to stop doing this behavior where you obsess. You're going to let things go and you're going to walk into that room. You're not going to try to prove anything. You're not going to be extra loud or extra anything. You are just going to say, I'm here. If I have something to say, I'll say it. If I don't have anything to say, then I won't say it. How about that? (laughs) You know, for you is whatever it is in a situation where you feel like you have to prove yourself. That's silly. You need to stop. Don't feel like you have to prove yourself. You need to simply be. You be you. Let go of the things you can't control. Own the things you can control. And focus on staying in your lane. Focus on you. Focus on your self-growth that you have and that you want to acknowledge in your life so that you can find that freedom that you want. And the third thing is the cost. So there's, there is cost to finding freedom there's cost to getting unstuck. And in this situation, I had to choose to be honest with Carter about it. And later I shared my story with more people as I felt safe to do so that I could talk to people and say, hey, actually, this is an experience that I've had or that I'm having. And I need you to see me because so often we don't want to be seen because we don't want people to know what we're really struggling with. And it can make us feel stupid. I mean, even me telling this, I don't feel stupid now because I've journeyed long enough and told my story enough, but you just, sometimes you think, gosh, this is a silly experience of my life. But we all, we all have been there. We all have these experiences where we feel like we should be more. And we feel as if we feel like we should be more like them. And that was something I had to really learn to say, hey, babe, this is what I'm going through, and you need to know who I am, and you need to know that I'm struggling, and you need to know that it's kind of embarrassing for me to say that I'm feeling jealous of these other women, but here I am, and this is me, and you being seen, if you do not feel seen in your own life in deep places, you will feel stuck. You just will. And you don't have to be seen by everyone. Honestly, I've learned just a few people at a time when you're draining through things. Sometimes maybe just one. But somebody needs to know how you really feel about what what life you're living. Like, really feel. And for you, if you don't have anyone in your life like that, find yourself a counselor that you can talk about these things and own. And I don't mean just ranting about people. I mean talking about you. (laughs) What is it that you are? are actually journeying through. The third thing that, I, that we need to talk about as far as what it costs is we have to make room for our disappointment. And this is such a big one because I don't I, I'm not great about this. I'm a glass half full type girl, so I like to not be disappointed. And I'm a very positive person. But I have learned it is such a helpful skill to make room for your disappointment. Every single one of us will be slightly disappointed with the person we are. And I don't, that's not a, a bad thing to say. I love who I am. I honestly wouldn't change who I am anymore. I like who I am. I don't want to be anyone else. I don't want to, I want to keep growing. I want to keep healing. I want to keep learning. I want to keep evolving. I want to keep maturing. But I don't want to be anyone else. But even in that, there's just this little little drop of disappointment in parts of the aspect of my personality that I still hit and that I have to confront and I have to talk about or apologize for. And that is certainly okay. But for you, you have to recognize and make place, make a place for disappointment in your life. And that is just a cost of getting unstuck. The third thing, the third thing that we have to do in order to feel unstuck and to do the the third thing we have to do in order to take the cost the third thing we have to do that will cost us is we have to have faith as we wait and that is a journey because if you do not learn how to choose to do things that you don't feel like doing you will keep finding yourself stuck because you are stuck because in that situation your feelings are controlling you And so for me, when I look at that situation, if I didn't learn how to have faith as I just trusted God was healing me, I could have found myself just leaving the group or I could have found myself going deeper in this place. Because the truth is, guys, is God says we reap what we sow. And I believe that. And honestly, I've lived it for many years. I really do believe that now, that you will reap what you sow. And if you don't find a way to sow things that you don't feel you will never have a full life and you will come back to feeling stuck because you'll always wonder well why don't i feel like that right now like i want to i want to today be this well you don't get to today be like this you today get to choose something you don't feel so that maybe in a week you feel that way or in a month or in a year depending on how deep these things are we have to be willing to take the cost and the cost is great but the truth is, guys, in all of this stuff, if you feel stuck, particularly in self-doubt, what else do you have to do? I feel like I need to just keep saying that. What else do we have to do in this life? I mean, I took that journey in my early 20s. I don't know what how old I was, probably. And that was a life-altering experience for me because I went in and I took control. I found clarity, and I took control, and I took the cost, and I said, okay, I want real healing in this area, and I'm not going to stop until I get real healing, and that's how you have to take on. If you are stuck, or if you feel self-doubt, you have to go in and say, I am done with this belief that I am not enough. You are enough. You are enough. Who you are and what you are is enough. And maybe you're really loud. Or maybe you're really quiet. And maybe people tease you about being quiet. And they say, don't you ever say anything in life? You know what? Don't worry about what people are saying. What you need to do is be free to be you. If you don't want to talk, don't talk. If you want to talk, talk. If you aren't speaking because you have fear that what you say isn't good enough, then deal with that issue. You see, it all depends on why. Why? Why are you doing what you're doing? And the key to that is being honest and getting that clarity and finding a support system so that you can get to the bottom of what you're experiencing and why you're going through it. So I think we've hit a lot here on this podcast, but I'm so excited about continuing to get in and dive into these issues that so many of us are going through and we can find that freedom to get unstuck. And I just really encourage you today Also, I wanted, before we get off of here, I wanted to ask you, if you know of someone that you think that this would be encouraging to, or just in general might enjoy my podcast, would you mind sharing it with them? Just send them a copy of the link to this podcast. I obviously am trying to grow it, and I truly believe the best way to do that is to have people that already like it, and you know your friends, and which friends might actually benefit from this, and that would be awesome. Awesome. I thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great day. Now go and use the choices you have to find the freedom you crave so you don't have to live stuck. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, would you mind sharing it with a friend or putting it on your social? If you want to follow me on my social media, it's Redemption Unveiled on Instagram and Facebook or Haley Marie Carter on my personal Instagram. I truly believe you do not have to live stuck in your own life. So use the choices you have to find that freedom you crave. I'll see you next time. Bye.